All right. Well, welcome. We got a little surprise for y'all today. Um, I am Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana. And as I always say, um, you know, it, it takes a village, it takes community to do what we do. It takes community to work through life's challenges. It takes community to heal. And it takes community to experience joy, unspeakable joy, beyond and in the midst of all that is going on in the world. So this podcast is uh, Building Community, one episode at a time. And I brought my peoples with me today. Today, I couldn't do this episode by myself because there is just a lot to talk about. So we'll give some time for people to come into the room, come on into the room, come on into the room. I will see your comments um, and we'll, you know, operate as usual, even though the setting is a little different. Um, shout us out when you pop in to say, hey, insert your questions, comments, um, anything to insert your voice into this narrative. Because again, it's not just about these four beloveds um, coming together um, it is about building community as we talk about dating. Yes. So last week I was talking about, um, you know, I'm just going to leave this right here and then went down this rabbit hole <laughs> of dating. So if you missed last week's episode, go to my page or you can go to um, any podcast, uh, platform and, oh, actually I didn't upload that episode yet. So give me a minute to upload that episode and then you can go on to your podcast platform. So I want to have our guests introduce themselves and then we're going to get it popping. How about that? So we will start with our beautiful matriarch in the building who is always doing big things and just a wonderful gem in our lives. So I hand it over to you. Well, I'm just introducing myself. Good morning. Glad to be here. I am Reverend Carolyn Habersham and looking forward to the conversation. Amen. Amen. Who wants to go next? My name is Courtney. McDonald, and I am just here for the dialogue and the conversation and just going forward, just to see where it goes. <laughs> Me too, Courtney. <laughs> Cordio, <laughs> my little buttercup. And last but definitely not least, um, yeah, let me, before I go on and get all teary-eyed, <laughs> please introduce yourself. <laughs> I am uh, Pamela Merman, and I am here because, one, I just love roundtable discussions, but I love being in a room full of women that look like me um, and, 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 and just going, going down the rabbit hole with, with, with people that have a similar experience as I. So I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> that it will be for sure. Um Hey, good morning, Jan. I see you. I see you. Um, thank you for joining on today. So, 
I'm going to open up with a story, a quick story, and then we're just going to take it from there. Because my dating life, I told y'all last week, is just non-existent. And when it tries to exist and tries to rear its head, it just does not work. I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't know if there's something in the atmosphere. But let me just get to the story. So I was I was seeing um, this guy and... Um, long story short we just we just weren't clicking like and it's not like an elitist attitude like you know the things that I do in community um my I have my nonprofit and you know activism and all that and um we just couldn't have a conversation like you know blue collar worker just for brevity Nothing wrong with that. I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm open. If you could rock with me intellectually and, you know, you, 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 your essence is good, your energy is good, I'm going to rock with you. So anyway, so we just could not have, like, a, a, a conversation. Like, it was, we just couldn't do it. So, um... And then I noticed like little untruths here and there, you know, real like for no reason. You know how niggas mm-hmm. lie for no reason. Like <laughs> you could have saved that. You, you could have saved you told that. Me a lie, right? <laughs> you know, like why did you say that? Wh- why <laughs> I didn't ask you? You know. So he said he was gonna. He was retiring um, from his job. He's been with his job for quite some time. And I said, oh, I says, oh, so, you know, what do you have planned? And he's like, you know, I don't know. And just very ambiguous, right? So I said, okay, that's just something to tuck in the back of my mind. Because, okay, you don't have any dreams, visions, desires, hopes. You want to chill. You want to travel, blah, blah, blah. Then um, he lives with relatives. He's older than me. So I won't say the age because it's just... I'm trying to keep it as anonymous as possible. So <laughs> he lives with his, his family because he was in a 20-year relationship that ended probably around August of last year. And ironically, I met him when, after hanging up on the phone with Mother Carolyn. I was sitting in the car outside of the supermarket for like an hour, crack cutting up with Mother Carolyn, got out the car, met him, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we were seeing each other, going out to dinner, whatever. And after a while, he just kept saying, like, yo, you know, I'm just a good person. I'm just, you know, that's all he could say about himself. And I'm like, well, dude, I don't really know much about you. Like, I know you have a child. I know you have grandchildren and whatever. And so then, so he's staying with his family. Then he buys a new car. Now, his car was fine. He had a, a nice custom, like, Honda Accord or whatever. I'm probably telling too much, but I don't care. Um, so <laughs> then he buys a car, right? So my car is white. So he buys a white car that looks very similar to mine, but it's a car. I have an SUV. He buys a car. And I don't know. I'm, I, I grew up in Wagner Projects, and we always had this running joke, like, 
Yo, you driving a Range Rover, but you living with your mama in the projects? I help. Just help me to understand, right? Help me to understand. The math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin'. So, so anyway, I just kept telling him, "You're good for someone, just not for me. Like, you're not a, you know, you're good for someone." So he kept calling, and he'll do this fake left go right, like, "Oh, you know, can I just take you to dinner?" And I'm like, "Oh, sure, you know, we can hang out for dinner." And then it was always pushing up or whatever, or just. So finally, I was like, okay, enough is enough. Can't do this anymore. Didn't tell him where I moved to. And the other day, like, he would send me text messages of, like, videos of songs. Songs that are way out of my generation, but not even popping. Like, you know, if you listen to, like, Always and Forever. I mean, I was a little girl, but it's still popping to this day. And I'm like... Okay, why are you sending me this? So he's been calling. So yesterday, I finally just answered the phone. And he was like, oh, my goodness, is this really you? I was like, yeah. Yes. Okay, how, what, how can I help you? Oh, I'm just worried about you. And don't worry about me. I'm good. God's got me. I'm, I'm good. Whatever's going on in my world, you don't ever have to worry about me. Oh, you know, and, and no, I already told you we can't be friends. We already already went down this road. We're just, we. I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. So then he's like, oh, well, can I at least get you a, a housewarming gift? No, I'm good. I have everything I need. Oh, you don't need nothing? I, I didn't say that. I said I have everything that I need, like right now. So I'm good. Oh, well, um, you know, I, 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 I won't, you know, like just come to your house because he knows the vicinity of where I live, but doesn't know exactly where I live. And in my mind, I was like, nigga, you wasn't invited. So what are you talking about? Like, so that was my mind. So then after, at the end of the call, I said, listen, we're, we're, you know, this has got to stop. This, you know, little trying to get back in, we're, we're okay. done, we're, we're through, this, this, we're, that's it. So he was like, well, did you delete my number out of your phone? No, he said, did you block me? And I was like, dude, if I blocked you, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? So then, um, so then um, he says, oh, no, I said, I removed your number out of my phone and not, you know, I'm not mad at you. It's no love loss or whatever. But just so that I don't, I'm not even tempted to get in touch with you. I don't want to see your name come up in my phone. And he was like, oh, okay, well, let me just, you know, go ahead and wish you an early happy new year. And I was like, oh, we, okay, well, happy holidays and everything in between. <laughs> this, is the, this is the shit I'm dealing with, right? So, you know, he was like, all right, take care. And I was like, all right, take care. And I just hung up the phone. So that was my latest dating, one of the latest debacles of my dating relationship. So just wanted to share that. Um, so many levels of issues. Mother Carolyn has journeyed with me from the onset because she was, you know, theoretically there when, when I met this brother. But what is going on with the dating scene um, 
what what is ha- talk to me black women talk to me what 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 is going on um oh hold on before we go on odessa is in the building hey <laughs> reverend dr leo cologne your pepperoni pizza is coming listen i ordered pepperoni pizza one day and delivered <laughs> it to the wrong place it didn't come to my house so this is a joke that he will never let me live down <laughs> I was with you. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to uh, now Reverend Dr. Leo Cologne. Love you dearly. Zane Wilson is watching. Tanisha, of course, is on as well. Um, Yeah. So talk to me. What what is happening? And, And Tanisha, I see you. Tanisha has been married. She has beautiful children. Not to say that there hasn't been any challenges because with marriages and relationships, there come challenges or whatever, but my little sister is doing it and she gives me hope because (laughs) I'm losing hope y'all. Javon is watching. So talk to me. Okay. Talk to me. What, what is happening in this dating scene? What, what's really good? What's really good? Probably a whole lot of nothing. I think that with men, at least once I've dated, they just, I think that they have perception of me. For, for me, like, they get me, I come from, I have a, I have a smart mouth. I, I'm very fiery. And I think either men can take me or they can't. And I, and I, I find I intimidate a lot of people, a lot of men. And it's, it's trying to find my balance in the world. Or you have men who have double lives. They have a family. And they pull out that, they pull out that wedding ring. And then you have bold men. I, I had a bold man come up to me and say he was married, but he wanted to be he wanted me to be the side chick. And I was like, wait a minute, where, where we do that at? And it's it's almost like they're bold. Like I know there's a ratio of women to men, but it's like how bold can you get? Like who? I mean, I don't understand. They they have options, and I think we as women don't have as many options because we outnumber men. I think they take advantage. I think a lot of times we take advantage of that. So it's hard finding that one person that you can connect with and be genuine with without any reservations. I feel you. I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, we are definitely outnumbered. And some some people are going to try it. They're, they're going to try. They're going to shoot their shot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not real. It's just. And I think at the age I, I'm at a time where I'm an empty nester, for lack of a better word. So looking for that person who, I'm, they don't have to have, I'd rather have people with kids because I don't think I want to have any more kids. So you, you run into those options as well, where you do have decent people, but your, your lanes are different in the world. Like I may want a person who don't have any kids or their kids are older. So it's, it's really navigating through that tainted pool that I called last week because it's very tainted, very tainted. Yeah, somebody definitely um, peed in the dating pool for, for sure. <laughs> um, I uh, I shared last week in the comments, uh, you know, I sh- shared the same thing, but I did say in all fairness, I have found a very wonderful person. But I think that, um, I mean, prior to that, like my dating experiences and, and Reverend uh, Carolyn knows some of the stories, but my you know, I had gotten to the point where I was like, you know, I quit. I don't, I don't want this job. Like I'm done. Um, but what I realized then too, is like, there, I'm attracting like a certain kind of individual and it's all sparks and this, that, and the other, but 
I want something deeper than that. So I had to like put a pause on it and I had to sit down and really, really figure out what it is that I'm looking for. And what is, what is it about me that's attracting this, you know, spark? I'm getting surfaced, but I'm not getting, you know, a deep dive. And so I put, I put a pause on it and the individual that I am currently in a relationship with now, when I met him, I told him two things. I am not interested in a relationship and I am not having sex with you. If you are here for either one of those things, then I suggest that you move along. And so for I for 405 days, this brother, <laughs> this, this brother operated in, in the way in which I needed him to. Um, and there was no pressure. It was no, well, you can we do it now? How about now? It, it, he just understood that, okay, if you want to be in my life, this is the box that you get to be in. And then I will decide when I either widen the box or I tape it shut. I mean, it's going to be up to me. And I think sometimes as women, we allow our, our prospective partner to drive how the relationship mm. is going to go as opposed to us making it known that this is what I need. This is what I expect. And if you're not willing to do that, I'm sure that you are a great individual. You're just not great for me. So, you know, um, like you said, Courtney, there are married men that will step to you um, boldly and be like, yeah, I got a wife and a girlfriend, but you want to be my side <laughs> chick. And there's somebody out there that says that will be all for it. And so to a certain extent, I can't even blame some of the men for doing what they do because there's somebody out there that will acquiesce, you know? So um, I don't want to say that it's all men that have contributed to the pee in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with everything everyone has said. I think I think sometimes we think very traditionally about things because that's all we know to do. Mm. Um, but I think we're living in a time that is pushing us <laughs> to go beyond tradition. Uh, and so so they they peed in the pool. Is there another pool? Um, you know, I think that we have been so confined to tradition. It doesn't allow us to even think beyond one pool. And so, you know, and that can be, do you go outside of your race? Um, because for some, yes, that's going to be necessary. Do you go outside of your gender? Uh, for some, it may be very freeing to be able to live the life that they are and, and be authentically them. Um, then the other thing is, how do we define relationship? Or, or knowing what you're looking for. So if you're looking for somebody to knock the dust off of it, then go get the dust knocked off. Okay? And then... Come back to yourself, know what you're looking for. It is what are you looking for? And sometimes we look to find that thing in a person when it may need to be found in people. And so, you know, and that doesn't mean that, you know, for you know, you gotta know who gives what, who brings what to your life. 
And does love mean that it is a person? Or does it mean that I, maybe, because for many of us, there may never be a spouse or, or somebody like that. So do I find love in community in different ways? Because love is the core thing that I'm looking for. So how do I find it? How do I define it? And how do I know what it is that I need? Mother, you hit on so much, and actually all of you did, and I'm going to try to respond or add to it, add to the conversation accordingly. One, it's knowing yourself, knowing what it is that you want, being um, open if, you know, not feeling compelled to stay within a traditional model that does not work for you. Um, and we've talked about this in our domestic violence conversations about how, you know, religious institutions will have you staying with your abusive partner because this is what the word, the typewritten, interpreted, male, influenced word says. But what is God saying to us? And what is our, you know, our essence, our soul, our spirit saying when we are connecting with someone? And is it someone? And I'm also very aware that is this is a very heterosexual conversation. And I want to offer listeners to put it in their context as well. It's just that we're all um, heterosexual. But this, this still applies to those who are femmes, those who are... Um, non-binary, gender expansive. So our language is from our experience and our context. So just wanted to name that. But also, I love what you're saying, Mother, about um, tradition and what we're looking for and why we're looking for it. Like if, and uh, Pammy said about agency over my own body. Like I get to decide who... I'm going to be with how and what capacity I'm going to be with them. It's my decision and, and my choice. And if we're not on the same, we're not level setting, right? You know, if, if you're not in that place and you're in a place where you're looking for a, a spouse or you're looking for someone to have children with, then I am not the one for you. And that is okay. That was like my point with this previous relationship I was in. I I am not the one for you. You are not the one for me. And that is okay. Like, we can go our separate ways. Let me just go to the comments very quickly. Um, Tanisha was talking, Tanisha said, marriage is, is the space, <laughs> the space mountain roller coaster, a fun mission of survival. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's up, Dr. Falami? I see you and I see you, Angela. What's good? What's good? And Tanisha says, and please find um, completion within yourself first so that you aren't, <coughs> excuse me, aren't seeing it in someone else's. Hey, Reverend Marcia. So yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, you know, are we looking for relationships or are we just opening ourselves up and waiting and avail, not waiting, but availing ourselves to the law of attraction? What, how do we do this thing? You know? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think that 
just like sharks smell blood in the water, men smell desperation. Um, And in that desperation comes exploitation and manipulation. And again, I think it comes from everybody's desire to be loved and, and to be, um, to, to be, um, in, in communion with someone, physical communion, intimate communion with someone, because that's how God designed us to be. But, um, you know, as they say, everything that glitters ain't gold. Um, he talks a good game. He walks a good game. But how long is his representative going to be present before you meet the real individual? And then Steve Harvey put out this book, Bless His Heart, where now it's like, oh, I only got to do this for 90 days and then she's going to acquiesce. But the reality is, is that in that 90 days, um, he, you know, I think that that book was misleading in some ways because Men were upset initially. It's like, oh, he's giving away the secrets. But the reality is, is that he gave them ways in order to further manipulate those that are in vulnerable positions, that are in need of love and desire love. Um, And so they often, men will, I have had, I've met more men that have used Steve Harvey's 90 day rule for a reason as to why he's supposed to be a great guy. Check this out. I don't know, Steve. Um, you know, and that 90 day may work for him and Marjorie, but for me, it's when I say so. So it might be 90 days. It could be 60 days or it could be 405 days. You're going to have to write it out until I say you don't have to write it out. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. And yeah, what, you know, it, unless someone states their intention authentically and, and truly, it's you. It, I can't help but wonder what the intention is, you know, behind, you know, the mm-hmm. book. Are you really trying to help beloveds in, you know, finding that one or persons, or are you, you know, giving steps to be in control, patriarchy, manipulative, giving language? And then how do we then respond to that? You know, like, mm-hmm. it, again, it goes back to, I don't care, it, any book, you know, that talks about relationships. I mean, we watch influencers say one thing and then get caught out there and, you know, now they're canceled because they weren't true to what, what they were saying. But finding out who, <clears throat> who I am and tapping into knowing who I am and what I need. I was talking to my absolute best friend, the love of my life. Um, we continue to remain friends since seventh grade. And, you know, I was talking about how I failed at many of my relationships because before the age of 38, I didn't know myself. I didn't love myself. Harm was caused to me um, or people caused harm. And I took that harm and used it in ways to harm other people. And so I was not in successful relationships because it wasn't possible. It was because I did not love myself enough to say 
this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what I desire, this is what I hope for, this is what I long for, this is what I want to do, this is how I want to be, I want to live in a moment, I want to live, you know, we're going to dream together, whatever. I needed to know mm -hmm. who I am in the midst of all of that. So since then, I have not been in um, a serious, committed relationship um, and in, in learning more about myself, do I want to be in a Ooh. committed relationship? Do I want to be able to, you know, call up so-and-so because I know that I'm going to have a good time going here or have a travel buddy or whatever the case is. I, I need to know that for myself. And again, taking me outside of that box of, um, you know, what I'm supposed to do as a woman. Let me just go to um, some of the comments. My dear friend Deirdre uh, says, I dated wonderful partners across the race spectrum. I actually married my best friend, um, a man I met in church, which was so lovely, um, a lovely communication at first, then a friendship, and then a love ship. I never guessed I would marry. I wasn't looking. I never guessed I would marry a white man. I'm happy and we seek domestic harmony together, knowing our other friendships are a part of the happiness equation. And that that's on point. Like, it speaks to my question. Like, do we look? And sometimes that person is just right there and just, you know, just enjoying mm -hmm. the moment and allowing it to grow, like planting a seed and, and seeing if it's going to grow and flourish or will it wilt? And, you know, you go on and till some other soil, which is yourself and plant another seed and, and, and move on. So, yeah. So, so any other thoughts about, you know, relationship and, um, I, Mother Carolyn, I do want to circle back to something you said, I think, last week um, about, um, again, speaking from a heterosexual context, about men and the challenges that men are facing. Like, we have men who are um, astronomically, the numbers are astronomical as it comes to in, those who are imprisoned or those who don't talk about their life experiences, which include hurt and harm or whatever, you know, how, how, what, what is our role, if any, in all of this? Thank you for asking that question. I have the uh, opportunity to do some life coaching with women who come my way. And the first thing I always ask is, what do you want? What is it that you want? You gotta know what you want. Um, and as the years evolve, being 71 now, I can look back and laugh at the decisions that I made that I thought were relationships, they were relationships based on the context and the understanding my understanding of what relationships were. Thank God that God has allowed me to live to 71. I can look back and laugh. Um, but there are just so many things and, 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 and 
seasons in life that we go through and that we learn through. And so now I can look back and say, what do I really want in life? What, what do I really want? And it, for me, it starts with peace. But the thing is, is what is peace? Because peace for me is something different than what peace would be for you. Um, like everyone else, because people think that when we turn 70, we have no feelings, we don't want nothing. You know, we're just now too old to, to think about anything. So let me help people with that. At 71, we have the same feelings that we had at 21 and 31. We still feel. Uh, <laughs> we still want. <laughs> and we still work. Okay. So <laughs> that piece. And we have a lot more experience at it, so we work good. Um, but the thing of it is, is what do I want at this space in my life? Growing up in a culture that taught me, you know, it's one person for one person. You, you want one thing. This is how you find love. Now living long enough to know that I have found love in so many different places and so many different ways that feed my heart and my spirit. And so um, I understand when 30, 40, 50-year-olds say, but I'm so lonely. And my question still comes down to them, but what do you want? What do you want? And that's something that's hard for people to define, so they have to, you have to help them define it in very small pieces. Um, because, you know, I often say to people, and yes, I am a pastor, yes, I am a reverend, are you trying to get laid? Because if you're trying to get laid, then go for getting laid. And be clear, that's what your mind wants. Because when it's over, what you wanted has been done. Are you looking for a friendship that meets your soul? Because if you are, then take getting laid out of the equation. Mm. Mm. Because that's not going to get you there. And so it's knowing who you are, what you need, and then what do you want? And how do you get that? And what does that look like? And so we got to start having conversations that are no longer traditional. Uh, we've got to have conversations that stop uh, prostituting the gospel. Uh, in ways that keep us bound because that's what works for us uh, because that's not what the gospel is. And so, you know, okay, now I, I was going to say something, but they may take you off. But there are certain things that we have been taught that are wrong. Know what it is that you need. Know what you are looking for then you will be clearer about what you're going into and you won't have any unrealistic expectations. If somebody tells you they're not looking for a relationship, believe them the first time. Mm. Mm. Don't try part. to make them think that your stuff is so good that it's going to keep them there. 
Wow. Wow. Believe them the first time. Know what it is that you want. I, I love that. And I love when, when we talk about tradition, you know, there are some traditions that are beautiful, that, that work for us, that we should have this Sankofa moment where we're bringing forth that which is giving us life. And sometimes tradition does work for beloveds, but it goes back to knowing what you want. And I will even add to that your why. Do you want it because this is all you know and this is what you've been right. taught? Or right. do you want it because your soul is stirring and saying, I need to be married in a committed relationship, having children, you know, wh whatever that tradition is. I don't want to start listing stuff because everyone's tradition um, may look different. But, you know, just understanding what, making sure that it aligns with what you want and that the why is the undertone, like, okay, so why do I want this? Why am I doing this? Because I could go back to, you know, the hurt and harm that was caused to me and the, the hurtful and harmful and ridiculous behavior, um, you know, as a, a young person, because I didn't know any better. Um, I, all I knew was what I experienced and what was in my surroundings. So that was justified for me, which is similar to what's happening with our, you know, scriptures and tradition. We are speaking from a, a context that may be harmful to others. Like, again, using the example like domestic violence, we're not wrestling and dealing with the text that, you know, where um, someone is raped or someone is ostracized, or someone is made to have someone else's child, or how do we then add those, you know, scriptures into our context and then say, okay, what is God saying in the midst of all of this? I watched, um, I experienced First Corinthians Baptist Church, which is my online church, um, and uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Lakeisha Walren, um, preached, and she's also the president of New York Theological Seminary, and she said when she prepares for a sermon, she actually talks to the characters in the scripture, and she'll say, you know, okay, so what were you thinking when this happened? And, and they actually answer, like she gets an answer, so she can wrestle with the text behind what it is, what's said. Right. So and I think that's what we have an opportunity to do, um, whether we're in relationship, seeking relationship or me just not knowing what the hell I'm doing. I'm just here like, you know, if it happens, it happens because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm Pammy. I'm at that point where I, I'm I'm not looking. Um, I want to go back to just uh, my beloved friend, Deirdre. She said, um, she loves Mother Carolyn. She said, I love Mother Carolyn. So these words are so meaningful. And the tones of Audre Lorde's self-care is first is the most beloved. Isn't that radical? Um, Reverend Marcia is on and she said, um, to Carolyn's prior point, there is an old school blues, skull, blues song, meat man, sweet man, nice man, ice man, and I'm doing just fine. Know what you need and want. And she said, preach a woman with sort of attention 
short attention span, non-traditional. <laughs> and, oh, my brother Larry is on. He says, sorry, he's missing the segment. He is in Orlando, and they've been outside at a very bad connection. So, yeah, I know mm. I would have loved for my brother to to chime in on this. Um Reverend Dr. Leo Cologne, um, going back to Pammy's um, sharks when they smell blood, he was like, sharks? Wow. So, <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not trying to equate men to sharks. Right. <laughs> I'm not one of those women like, they, you know, I won't say it, but you know, they, okay. I'm not one of those. I think that there are good men everywhere. Um, sometimes I don't know where they are, but... <laughs> but I know they exist. And so I, I don't want him to think I'm trying to slight men. I'm not a bitter woman who thinks that all men are the devil. I absolutely don't. I was just using that as a frame of reference yes. that there are men out there that will prey on women. And so rather than going out and seeking, sometimes we just have to sit back and know that if the person is, we're going to, at some point we're going to run into them because my, I'll tell you my boo, my old, I call him my old country cat daddy. If somebody would have told me a year ago or two years ago when I met him that he was going to end up being somebody that I absolutely love um, and that my mom, get this, Reverend Habersham, my mama loves him, um, I would have been like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to make that bet because there ain't, ain't no way in the world. When I first met him, I was like, but... Um, he grew on me, sort of like a fungus. <laughs> Sorry, baby, if you have to see this. Um, <laughs> but, but it was a healthy fungus. Every fungus isn't bad, right? Right, so, right. But, but, but I wasn't seeking. I was open to, but I also was, you're not going to rush me in anything. We're going to do this at my pace. Um, and if that's not cool with you, then, you know, I get it. You're not the man for me. And that's okay. That's okay. That's yeah, so funny. I'm not calling almond sharks, <laughs> um, but I, I, I was hoping your brother Larry would be here because I kind of want to. I want to get the male perspective. I think when okay. we have these type of dialogues that involve um, just women or just men, they're very one sided, mm-hmm. um, and it would be nice to have a discussion that includes some mature, um, mentally stable, um, respectful <laughs> men. <laughs> So that we can get their perspective, because if you look on the Internet, you know, we're nothing but, you know, ratchet, bitches, hoes, sludge tramps, but whatever, you know, whatever. And maybe there are some people that do fall in that category, but the good majority of us do not. Um, But we're getting lumped in together just like they're getting lumped in together. And it's not right. Um, There needs to be some some equity in terms of our investment in our relationships Mm. because we need each other. There is nobody in the world that I know that can support a black man like a black woman. Mm. Mm. Which is why when these celebrities get out there with non-black women, when it all falls apart, where do they come back to? Mm. They come home. Mm. And so we, we really do need to get a deeper and better understanding of one another and how to communicate with one another in a way where we are their safe space and they are our safe space. So I was hoping, hi, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) So two things as we begin to wrap up, I want to ask a question to Courtney and I want to say two things because I I think 
we we need a part two because um one um talk i asked the question earlier and not really look no i just asked the question and didn't like press for an answer it was kind of just a thought but what is our role if you will as it relates to black men and being in relationship and healing and journeying together, or even if there is a role. Secondly, um, my mind, it just defaults to racial justice and white supremacy and things of that nature. And for me, oftentimes in the sacred text, I must see myself in the text and then hear what God is saying to me because if white supremacy and patriarchy are writing through this inspiration from God, but through their lens, it is going to be very white centered. And just like what mm -hmm. we're dealing with right now with um, reproductive justice and all of that, because white people want to sustain their race because by 2050 or something, it's a number that, I mean, we're already as people of color outnumbering and, and, and people who have a problem with that are those who are supremacists, those who are patriarchal. And so many times, because we're so ingrained to Western culture and Western thought, we then fall into that and then we don't um, date interracially or because it won't, um, purify words that su white supremacists use, it won't purify the race. It'll dilute it. So what mm -hmm. is the balance? Like we heard Deirdre say, you know, and she's woman of color, um, and love found them through the process of meeting, you know, getting to know each other, friendship, loveship, you know. Um, so how do we then grapple with that as black women and, and honor that and walk in our fullness? And I think it goes back to, again, knowing what we want and who we are and being able to honor who we are. We don't have to diminish or di dismiss who we are as black woman, women if I decide to date within or outside of my race, because I can date someone in my race who, um, you know, society says you, you gotta be a homeowner or make a certain amount of money or dress a certain, so I may fall into that trope. So there were so many layers to this, right. which is why I'm like, I give up. I don't want to date. I'm, I'm done. But Courtney, I just, I want to um, turn to you for a moment because I remember when um, um, you, when we were having a conversation about you dating um, someone and I just, whatever you feel comfortable, just sharing it, that experience um, with us and, and where you are um, today. <laughs> 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 Well, that didn't last. Oh. Um, <laughs> that one didn't last. Um, oh wow! It, it's, it's been a journey. I think that I had to, I had to stop. I literally had to stop date, just dating people and realize I'm not here just for the sex. I'm not here just for 
it feels good. I had to figure out what is I wanted. Then I had to turn around and I also had to figure out, am I willing to accept it? Like I say, I want a good man. I want this. I want that. But then I looked at myself like, wait a minute. Uh, for instance, I always use the term where um, men buy, pay for it. I wasn't used to that. You know, I'm, I'm used to doing everything on my own because I'm a single mom. So pumping the gas, those things that you say, oh, I want this in a man. And when they do it, I don't know how to accept it. So I had to take some accountability for myself. And what, so if I want it, I need to be able to receive it. So I felt like, so I had to stop. And then I start right now. This is what I do like. This is what I don't like. Uh, and then start turning off. Oh, I'm not in it for the sex. You know, no, forget it. Because it's not what I want. That's when you, when you do those things, you're like, well, I don't feel good. But for that five seconds, it doesn't, it's not right. So I said, let me, I want more than that. When you want more or you, you figure out what you want, I think it works better. I think that's when you, the people, the energy that was coming in will start to leave and you will start to attract people that you want in your life. The men that you want, the people or people that you attract in your life when you, you love them, you know, they love you. They, they experience you and you experience them. So for me, when, when I start realizing as I got older, well, I'm still getting older now. Uh, <laughs> um, those, those men start to leave. And that door opens for the people that are in your life. Now, don't get me wrong, you still have knuckleheads trying to shoot their shot and things like that. But when you're focused and when you are feeling someone, there's nothing that can just evade that. So I think I'm in a space where now, yes, I'm dating a person, but um, we're taking our time. It's going slow, you know, and I'm learning him. He's learning me. And it's not going to be yin and yang, but it's just learning it's that, that process. So when you, I feel like I can take it and move on, I can do that. So, but yeah, it, it was sad for several years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like funny, not funny. Um, mm -hmm. Tanisha said, Oh, I am so glad at accepting manual labor, like pumping gas, et cetera. It's God's way, LOL. Manual labor. <laughs> so one thing I want to leave us with and to open the door for a subsequent conversation, because we did talk about um, being called um, intimidating in our various roles. Um, and I think that calls for a deeper conversation. And I think that's where we can invite other voices um, into this, some, some, um, yeah, some other voices into this. And not that they're speaking for the entire, you know, population of those who identify as men um, or those, anyway, bringing in just to hear from like, why would you say that to a woman? And why do you think, you know, what situation or circumstance is welling up in you to make you say like you are intimidating? What do you think about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you honor yourself? Do you know that you are a beautiful black man? Do you know that you have this to offer and that to offer to yourself first and then to others and then to community and of course when we honor and 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 look at ourselves we look at god we look at the god in us so i think that does warrant another conversation so we'll we'll see if we can make this happen as a part two on next um tuesday after the holidays um and, and I'll see if I can invite some other voices. Um, my, my brother Larry does not like to be on camera. So. 
okay, Mary, we need you to get on with we us. Need, we need you to get on with us. Um, and one you can just be the the white the white head, right? <laughs> <laughs> we we can keep him like off. He, he just public speaking, all of that. He's very. I don't want to call him shy, but yeah. But he'll he'll talk to me, and he'll be like. Tawana, what goes on up here doesn't always have to come out here. And I... Amen. Tell him he can sit next to you. He doesn't have to be on camera. I'd like to share just one thing before we wrap up. I'd like to share just one thing before we wrap up. One morning I woke up and I was like, I need a hug. And I need a hug real bad. And I called a friend of mine, a male friend. And, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? Da, 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 da. And I said, so there's one thing I need today. And that's a hug. I said, and so let me just kind of share with you that there's some, for women who are heterosexual, getting a hug from a man is different from getting a hug from a woman. Mm -hmm. I said, so what I want to say to you is I'm not trying to take it any further than that. I need a friendly male hug. Mm. And when I broke mm. it down and explain it that way, because I want to say, you know, this is not asking you to take it no further, da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, his first thing was, you didn't have to explain that to me. No, I want you to understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> really want you to understand. And I needed a hug. And so because we are friends, friends first, and because I knew what I need and how I needed it, I could ask for what I need. And he came over to my house, gave me a long, long hug. I was fine. That was what I needed. But more importantly, that to me is a loving relationship mm -hmm. that I needed in my life. It doesn't require us to do anything else. It just required me to know that I was safe enough to say what I needed. Yes. And so I've learned that I have to get different things from different people because I don't have that person, but I do have what I need so much in one person traditionally and several people in my life because that's how community is. It's People are giving something of their life that my soul needs, and I'm giving mm -hmm. back from my soul. And so um, I think the non-traditional version of relationships is the way you meet my soul is the way my soul speaks back. And not wanting one person in my life to give all that I need because that's not what God's giving me. Now, God may give somebody else that one person, but I think what we have to do is be able to see what is God giving us and how is God putting love in our lives and through what avenue and what person. Ashe, Ashe. I'll read a few comments and then... We will close. Uh, Reverend Marcia said, I hope you will invite a well-seasoned man to the subsequent conversation. I will. This conversation here is pretty multi-generational. Um, 
And so I'm grateful for, for that. And we will attempt to do the same when we invite um, other voices into this space so we can, you know, glean from those who are more experienced or wisdom and, and younger beloveds who, you know, are telling us where, where we are in 2023 as far as relationships and dating. You know, we see reality TV. We always see stuff about celebrities. We... We don't own the media, so we only see all the, you know, the negative aspects, but they don't talk about all of our beloveds who have been together for years or who have experienced open relationships or who are polyamorous or who, you know, the list goes on and on and on, who are bisexual, who are, you know, just living their full authentic selves, and we don't see that. So um, for this next uh, segment, we will invite... Um, some other voices, those who identify as men, those who are heterosexual, and then possibly, you know, as we flow in the holidays and keeping it light in the midst of all that's going on, we still honor what's going on to our beloveds in the Congo, Sudan, uh, in, in Palestine, um, here in America. Um, we still honor all of that and always keep that at the forefront of our minds. And we must live day to day. And how do we do that? We continue to push forward and chew gum and walk at the same time. But my one last comment, my brother Larry, his wife is on as well, Lenore, my sister-in-law. And she said, what I love about our relationship is that my husband is a strong partner. He shares the chores. He doesn't sit back and assume I have to do it. So... That's another part of the relationship. Do we fit into those traditional roles that say mm -hmm. women have to do this? Nah, we are breaking those molds. And it's most important that our souls, our essence, our energy then matches. So then we can then rise to whatever occasion um, it, that is calling for. So... With that, I look forward to look at your calendars. Let me know if you're available. I would love to bring this same group and add to this group. Um, I'm so grateful for the comments, um, Deirdre and Tanisha and others who you know are sharing with us about their relationships and um, giving us you know something to build upon, some some information that we can tap into. So. Courtney, Pammy, Mother Carolyn, I thank you so much for joining me with Tuesdays with Tawana. This is how we build community. We come together and we just have real conversation. I know, you know, of course there are going to be some people listening like, you know, non-tradition. Uh, we, we're, you know, doing this to the scriptures. What, what What's going on? No, you got to hear us. You, you got to hear us and sit with it. And, and, and understand where we are coming from as a historically oppressed people who had to shift or was taught to shift a narrative that wasn't true to who we are as beautiful Black beloveds. So this is Dr. Tad with Tuesdays with Tawana. We'll see you next week with um, additional conversation around black women being intimidating and hearing the voices of those beloveds who identify as men and who are heterosexual and who knows what doors will open after that 
So thank you for building community one woman this episode at a time. And we will see you again next Tuesday. Thanks for joining. Much love. Later. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I feel like a superstar now. now. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you are a superstar. You have figured out who you are, what you want in life. Uh, you like a, an empty nester ready to explore, <laughs> but on your terms. Right. That's yes. right. Yes. I got to me and my dog and my son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I wanted us to just stay behind for a, a few moments um, because I just don't want to move on with what, um, you know, uh, Pammy shared with us and mm-hmm. how can we be supportive mm-hmm. to you Um yeah, and holding space um, for you. Right now, he is under the impression that I am the one that's keeping him there. Mm. So he keeps calling me and telling me to get him out. Like, it's bail. Like, I can bail him out or something. Um, and the reality is, like, yesterday, he got upset with me because he keeps saying I wasn't trying to kill myself. But when you lock yourself in a garage and you turn on your car and... The police have to kick in my fence and my side door and they find you unconscious with not breathing with no pulse. Yeah, I don't I don't know what else that could have been. And this is the fourth time he's tried it, not in this way, but he has struggled with suicidal ideations for probably since he was 18. And um, you know, this is the this is the first time. Um, that he is actually in a place that can provide him with help. Because normally they'll put him on the 72-hour hold. He'll, Um, you know, and he, I mean, Reverend Haversham, you've met Carrie, so you know he can be goofy and funny and silly. So he knows how to manipulate the system so that it looks like he presents as somebody that was just having a bad day. Like this isn't like a pattern for him. And it just so happens that this particular time I got to nurses, doctors, social workers, and all those people before they could release him on that 72-hour hold. Mm-hmm. And and like I went to go see him yesterday and he was so angry. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm glad they're seeing this because I need them to understand the swing of his emotional pendulum. Um, But at the same time, like I told him, I'm not going to come down here so that you can, one, try to strong arm me into lying to people. And I'm not going to sit here and allow you to be disrespectful. I got other things I could be doing. You want to be mad? Be mad. As long as you're in here getting the help that you need, you ain't never got to speak to me again if you don't want to. But I need you to get help. You are my child. Mm -hmm. I fought to get you here. I fought to keep you here and I'm not just going to give up and I'm not lying to anybody and I'm not, I'm not doing this. What I am doing is telling them the truth. And based on your history, they are making decisions. Mm -hmm. You said you wanted to talk to somebody other than your grandma. 
Well, you have the opportunity to talk to someone other than your grandma. Mm. Use this opportunity. You don't have to worry about your job. I talked to your boss. Your job is secure. You don't have to worry about your car. You might have to catch up on some car payments, but the car's locked in the garage so the repo man can't get it. Right. You don't have to worry about your rent because you pay me rent. Mm. Under these circumstances, I'm not going to put mm-hmm. you out. So, the, like, you're worrying about the wrong stuff. And um, I, I go from being sad because, you know, a couple more minutes and I'd be having a very different conversation. Um. And I go from being sad um, to being angry, you know? And so my pendulum is now swinging. So I've had to step back from him. And not to say that this is this young lady's fault, but she's certainly a contributing factor. And yesterday I went over there and I almost choked the life out of her because she was trying to assert herself in ways that she should not. Mm-hmm. And um, I, she, I was... It was very close to me going to jail. <laughs> let me let me just say that. Um, but at, at this point, I just encouragement, prayers, like um, empathy. Um, because again, like I go from being extremely upset to being extremely angry. My mom is just pissed off. So, um, <laughs> um, and I get I get that. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. It, it's very hard. Um, it's very emotionally taxing. Like we're, uh, um, my mother, his sister and I, like, we're so tired of going through this. Like everybody is like up to here with it. And we're, we're it's like, we're done, but we can't be done, but we want to be done, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't be done. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm in a much better place today, um, than I was. Um, and you know, Hopefully the system works in his favor. The good thing is, is that um, uh, Reverend Dijon Taylor actually works at the facility that he's oh. at. And Reverend Dijon Taylor's mother also works at the facility that he's at. Now, while they cannot, for obvious reasons, interact with him, I know that because they know that my child is there, that that is the best place for him to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like God put all this in place for this moment. And I'm just, you know, I just got to trust him. So my question to you is, are you getting some help? For, like, um, like emotionally? Okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over, no, no. Okay. So I want to lovingly push you to do that. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And you need a place to process this Mm. and your own feelings. So please take care of yourself. Well, I know this really good life coach that has talked me and walked with me through through many of things. (laughs) Like, I I, I mean... (laughs) I mean, like, you... I am very, because of all of my, like, with the exception of one, all of my degrees are really based in mental health and wellness and understanding people and understanding behaviors. So I'm not, like, my. I'm more worried about my mother than I am about me because I know how, hold on, hold on, I hear you. 
I know how to process the feelings, but I also know when I need to step outside of myself and talk to somebody else. So I'm not in denial that I need to process this with, with somebody else. I'm not in that denial. Um, but I also know that I have to go through my range of emotions and figure out, okay, what is it that I'm sad about? What is it that I'm angry about? Why am I sad? Why am I angry? And I need to be able, because in order for me to effectively talk to somebody, I need to understand what's going on here and here. Otherwise, I can't express myself. Therapy counseling is only as good as what you can provide to somebody so that they can provide it back. So I hear you, Reverend Habersham. I am going to do that, Reverend Habersham. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. I would just interject this. And many times, therapy is helping you to figure out why you're angry or why you're sad or why mm -hmm. you're feeling what you're feeling. You have your son on one hand, your daughter on one hand, and your mom on another hand. That's a whole lot. And your friend. And to make you drink. <laughs> right. Your, your friend that you out, mentioned. <laughs> right. And figuring out where your emotions are, you may just need some help with that. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I okay. absolutely hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just concerned and love. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, my battery's dying. Don't go away. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that in the middle of service. I... <laughs> my battery's dying. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yes, I did that in the middle of a training last week. I looked up and I was like, oh. We ain't going to have no training if I don't plug in this computer. Right. I kept trying to figure out why my computer was getting dimmer and dimmer. I'm like, what is the matter with it? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, shoot, it ain't plugged in. <laughs> yeah, I had that happen yesterday. I was on a call with my boss right in the middle of the conversation. My computer was like, ew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank all of you for staying First of all, we did an hour, which was great. That hour went by so fast. It was so quick. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So clearly next week we probably have to etch out an hour. Um, and then thank you for staying for a few minutes longer to be in community and would love to close with uh, a word of prayer um, as we leave this place, but never out of the presence of God who is always with us and in us and around us. So if all hearts and minds are clear, let us pray. God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for your daughters. Thank you for healing that is happening right now. Thank you for community of support. Thank you for wisdom and guidance. Thank you for sisterhood and friendship. Thank you for being with us always. Thank you for the opportunity to show gratitude right now to you for etching out time in the universe for us to have this very important conversation Yes, there was laughter and, you know, some deep thought and all of that 
is a part of the very important conversation around humanizing who we are and honoring who we are in relationship with one another. Because you called us to be communal, you called us to be beautiful individuals a part of the collective. So now God, we pause for a moment, we speak Courtney's name, we speak life and love and health over her and her family, we speak Mother Carolyn's name as she continues on her healing journey and continuing to lead and to love while she is healing herself. And God, we also mention Pammy's name and lift up her son, her daughter. We lift up Auntie No. We lift up her friend. We lift up all those who are impacted by what is going on. Yeah. We pray that you would just allow your fresh anointing to fall on Pammy and to speak to her heart and help her to know that in order for her to take care of everything else, she must take care of herself first. Yeah. And that she has a village of people that love her beyond measure, including the people on this Zoom. God, continue to bless the people who are at war, people who are dying, the genocide that is happening. Help us here in our own communities. And we will always stay focused on you, seeking to listen and to hear and to receive what thus saith the Lord. God, we love you, we honor you, we adore you, and we just thank you for this beautiful moment and it yeah. is in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 All right. It'll be the same Zoom link, but I'll send it, uh, you know, just a little earlier. Get it on your calendar, and I will let you know. And if you know of um, any gentleman who, um, you know, wouldn't mind being put on Front Street, uh more than welcome. I don't have to be the only person to, to find beloved. So anyone that has time from two to three, um, Eastern time and y'all know the rest <laughs> going down all through the time zones. Um, just let me know and I'll be happy to share the information and thank you. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Thank you. Love y'all. Love you. Love you. Bye, -bye. Bye. Later. Bye.